Welcome back everyone to another episode of TBO. I'm your host Felix and I'm here today with myself. This week has been a very busy week for my friends, so they will not appear in this episode. So likewise, that means it will be a short episode. Today's title is Going Through Megalobox Reviews. I'll be scrolling through Reddit reviews on Megalobox and giving my own feedback and ideas. As most of you know, Season 2 of Megalobox has been released on Hulu, so in the future, reviewing the shows ourselves will be a topic. So let's begin. Underwhelming. As someone else said, the fights of the show were super dull and the characterization wasn't anything special. Joe in particular was a boring protagonist who didn't have much going for him, so I didn't know why I should root for him, really. Well, I think differently for this because um, he actually he had many things going for him, especially him being like in debt by a lot. He had to lose fights to win them, basically. He, before he went into the Megalobox competition, he was in the ring losing fights just to gain money. It was like a set-up fights type of thing. And uh, I think that he had everything going for him because he had nothing. And going through the Megalobox tournament, it wouldn't only give him like satisfaction by beating the greatest in the world. It would also give him satisfaction in like you know who he is and then all these people who are introducing him especially his uh what do you call him his um manager uh forgot his name but he was also someone special really to the story who actually sacrificed a lot for joe to become a great mega boxer and so i think that he does have a lot of um he's not dull he has very great characterization based on like who he is and um yeah he was he wasn't that boring but yeah 7.5 to 8 for me it's amazing though i can't put it too high because it's only 12 episodes there's also a number of times i can't believe characters could progress so far like megalobox spoilers it's still pretty good though and something I'll remember. I'll look into Ashita no Joe and Ippo now too. I imagine they would be better since they're longer and can do more with their runtime. Megalobox was a great watch though and has a great host and ending. I really got interested in the characters though I wish we knew more about Joe and his life. Yeah, this is also true, which is something we would talk about, we will talk about in the uh, in a future podcast based on Megalobox which is how um uh, well one uh joe and his life it's not really showed much in the uh anime but it's like different clues based on what could what he could be like different things that show up throughout the season one that could you know be who he is be maybe something that happens to him or something like that because all we know is that he's an underdog and he didn't he didn't he doesn't have much money i mean he does but it's not like a lot so he has to work for that and other things and also yeah tomorrow's joe and ippo are also very great boxing enemies which i love too um i think you can watch uh some of them on crunchyroll but yeah um yeah it, it just it recently got a season two 
in uh, Hulu. And I think it's going deep into what is happening with Joe and, you know, his story, his history. Because it showed, like, in many different episodes of season two, how, you know, how he's changing other people, how he's helping other people, and how he, like, in the beginning of season two, how he was, like, in the bottom and he's starting to progress to the top type of thing. Eight tenths. It could have got a nine or ten if it did a better job on the fights, but it kind of failed on that part. However, I enjoyed the build-up and of course loved the Oast so I was hyped the whole time anyway, so can't rate it lower than an eight. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is this is facts, because, I mean, it's not facts. It's, I agree with it and I disagree, but the fights, it was it was pretty decent, but the problem with the fights was for me, it was just the fights being way too short. Like, I, if they had lengthened it for, like, a little bit, it would have been a very great, like, fights in the anime. Like, I would have loved seeing Joe fight at least the greatest boxer for at least at least two episodes. I mean, it was somewhat like that, but it was just, if it would have been, like, a little bit longer than that, like, that would have been a very, very good fight. Um, but overall, this is, yeah. It, what, they, what they went for was like a, a back in the day anime, you know, like uh, Spike and Cowboy Bebop and uh, Cowboy Bebop and Akira. He, he was going for that. The uh, director I heard was going for like those type of vibes in the anime. So it's like it was made in 2018, but it looks like it had 19 or 2000s um, animation. I actually love the animation like that, though. And uh, next one is nine tenths for me currently. Might drop to an eight tenths after I cool up from it. Dot. Yeah, the fights were bad and things did feel rushed at times, but those are just about the only negatives for me. Dot. I really liked the art style, the host, and the characters, and those three just came together to create an incredibly enjoyable show that feels different from everything airing nowadays in a positive way, and also feels like a celebration of everything that was good about older anime. Yeah, I agree with this. Just just like I was saying, uh, the last one. Um, yeah, that's what makes it a great anime. It's just the vibe of it, the art style, and how everything is just going down. And yeah, the fights. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people are bringing up the uh, OST, which is also really really good because I like the beat. I think you can find the uh, OST soundtracks on Spotify. Um, yeah, and they have really, really good songs, and it's just amazing. Especially season two, outro is really amazing. And, um, yeah, really, yeah, really did feel like a celebration from everything that was good about older anime. And on to the next one. I may get a bit of hate, but for me, Megalobox was a six tenths. I was expecting cooler fights considering the theme of futuristic boxing with gear and I didn't really care much about the characters except for Nanview. The last three episodes I was getting really hyped for the fight between Yuri and Joe, though I liked the ending I think that the fight didn't live up to the hype, in the end it was almost the same deal, Joe getting pummeled, exchanging a few blows, Joe falls but gets up few minutes later he wins with a counter. Aside from a few noteworthy moments like them yelling each other's name, the staring and Nanbu's crying it didn't really feel much different from the other fights, to me, at least. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I really agree with you. I actually, I forgot about this part, and I didn't realize it until you said it, so 
now that I think back to the other comments, I think I understand what they were talking about. Um, uh, yeah, Mangala Box was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it didn't have the best uh, fights, and last three episodes, yeah, it was getting, yeah, I felt that same hype, and then it was just, it's the same fight where it's like everything, and he does a counter and all that. It's the same thing. Yeah, I understand that. And also, I yeah, the theme of futuristic boxing with gear. I yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, you're right. It didn't really follow it that much because like, it was you know supposed to look very Tron type. Like you know how like Tron the animation was like all futuristic, and then you would think that. Futuristic boxing with gear would be something like that, something similar to it at least. And in the end, it just ended up different with the world in ruins and all that. And it was like half of it was like polluted, and it was just um, the gear was rusty and all that. But I think I understood this because, uh, well, first it could be like anywhere in the world or anywhere at all could be like uh, could be like Megalobox. I mean. Yeah, it could be anywhere. And then, for example, like, if you would have in one city or a place, like, a big, like, uh, rich with futuristic type stuff is obviously going to be, like, one part of the city that has nothing like that. It's just a junk wasteland where they throw all their material and stuff. It's, like, one place in the world that's always going to be like that. So, I think they were giving us that vibe because, especially, um, uh, Joe, who was actually... He didn't have much, so he's obviously going to live in the, uh, you know, the dumps and all that. He's going to live through that, and that's what he's living through. And it did show in one part where, like, it really got that futuristic vibe is when it showed Megalobox and the Megalobox city, which uh, was really futuristic. So I think they were giving different ideas and different settings based on, like, how people are living. And, yeah. With its beautiful art direction, smooth transitions great voice acting, and compelling main character trying to decide what he wants out of life this anime is really going places. Yeah, I can agree with this. I think I could have said it better myself. There's actually a continuation of this uh, of this comment here. I could have never said it better myself. It's just how beautiful the art is and how smooth the transitions are and the great voice acting, all that. I can agree with that. Sorry for ending this podcast episode shortly. I just wanted to thank you all for listening. It's very short, but thank you. And follow us on all our podcast channels. If you have any questions or comments or want to speak, please go email us at thebrainofotakus at gmail.com. And I'll see y'all later.